Welcome to the Nen Valley Vineyard podcast. What you're about to listen to is some teaching from our Sunday services. We're a church made up of people from Wellingborough through to Oundle spread across the Nen Valley and beyond. If you want to know more about us or find out how to get involved, visit our website, which is nenvalley.church, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Nen Valley Vineyard. Um, we are going to look over the last year as a church. Um, just a reminder from, so last week we shared about the year ahead. Uh, and if you want to know the details of that, it's all on the podcast and there's a page on the website and all sorts of stuff. Um, I'm not going to cover that ground again. Uh, but on Sunday, the 15th of October, we've basically just invited the church to pray. And we're just going to take a special offering for the year ahead because we know there's practicalities, things like buying a van and things that we need to do. Um, And my honest thing as a pastor to you is uh, we don't really have a target. Just bring what the Lord tells you to bring, and we will trust that that is enough. Um, So Sunday the 15th of October, we'll do that. We'll send out some more details. And then one last-minute notice. Sorry, Libby, this is really last-minute, this one. Uh, So Sunday the 15th of October at 4 p.m., we're going to have some baptisms at Thrapston Baptist Church. So hopefully, as of next Sunday, we'll have some idea of how many people are being baptised, but if you would like to be baptised, next Sunday is the place to go, um, and just let us know. So, um, and the the joy of Thrapston, they're super kind to us, I don't know how we will all fit in the building, so if you want a seat, get there early, otherwise you'll be standing, so uh, you, have, you have been warned. Um, absolutely, yeah, yes, and people with strong legs, amen. Um, (laughs) uh, but above all else today really we want to take a moment to stop and give thanks to God for all that he has done and is doing it's really easy for us um, to do stuff and do stuff and do stuff and never pause and give thanks for what the Lord is doing Psalm 9 verse 1 says this I will give thanks to you Lord with all my heart I will tell of all your wonderful deeds and that is what we want to be doing this morning um, so just a couple of things to recall from the past year, um, that our, our small groups, we've, we've been working through this process and changing them to this thing called communities. Um, if you want to know the differences, all the information's on the website, but, um, just to say, um, well, a note of thanks to Chris and Claire, firstly, Chris isn't here, but who kind of spearheaded and worked through all that change. Um, Chris and Claire step down because you're moving away to sunnier climes, hopefully, <laughs> eventually. And do pr- so do pray for Chris and Claire. So there's been complications like with all house sales, so just pray for them. If you want to know more, chat to Claire. Um, uh, but also, just if you're not aware, so Jan and Adrian, uh, I don't know where Jan, Jan? Oh, out with kids, okay, excellent, um, have taken on looking after the communities, working with the leaders, working to see some new ones established and stuff. So if you hear from them, that's who they are. Uh, Ash, do you want to come? Is the baby asleep? Okay, excellent. Good timing. So many of you will know we run Dot Top, which is like this midweek stay and play for preschoolers. And um, So a bit of background story. About a year ago, well, two years ago now, Jazz came to me and said, I want to start a Um, toddler and parents group and I said go for it Um, and we did Um, 
we started off in the Methodist church where um, we continually grew um, and got to the point where we've outgrown it and now we meet here. We've had two weeks here now um, and we've moved to a Tuesday as well. Um, we have consistently about 30 children every week and about 20, 25 adults. Um, we've got, where else are we? Around 75 to 100 households that we have kind of met with over the past year um, and a bit because we were one in May. Um, anything else I need to say on there? Yes. Um, also, before we started, uh, the week before, Tom and I went to the Vineyard Leaders Gathering in Nottingham, uh, which is a big conference um, for all the leaders in the vineyard. Um, and we had somebody pray for us. Um, and I, was, I said, oh, we're doing this. We're starting this parent and toddler group. And she said, um, I believe that there's going to be an alpha that comes out of that. So please be praying for that because that's really important that people begin to see the love of God through what we're doing for them. And we share a Bible story and we do some songs. Um, and it's just amazing. We just absolutely love it. And the greatest thing for me now is that when we clear up, we don't have to hoover anymore. We can just sweep, which is so, it sounds ridiculous, but it is so much easier when you're trying to clear up rice and sand um, on carpet. So, um, but yeah, also please pray that something comes out of these relationships. Um, you know, we've, we've not just set it up just for a stay and play, but to build relationships and to support families, um, especially those who are struggling um, and need um, anything, food, financial support in some way. Um, there's so much stuff that we can do with them just through the life of church. So please pray for that. Thank you. And then kids and youth. Uh, last year, we stood up here and said uh, we need to start two kids groups because they were sparse in age, but lots of them, which was a problem. Uh, and the good news is we've done that. Uh, we still have as many as 30 kids a week. It is hard to tell how many kids we have. The pastoral gripe just for a minute. Please sign your kids in when you get to church. There's a tablet out there to do it. Um, because what we know regularly is there is a disparity between the numbers we have recorded and the number of children in a room. And we could do those things matching up, please, for safeguarding reasons. So um, if you don't know how the tablet works, come and grab us. We'll show you how to do it. It's dead easy. It's complicated the first time you sign your child in. Then it is super easy because you just type your name and tick. Done. Um, so, but we think we have 30-ish, 11 to 13-year-olds most weeks. And whilst the kids' work has been growing, so has the youth. Uh, you will know, many of you who were here last week, one of the primary reasons we're moving from Saxon Hall to Manor School on a Sunday is because we just don't have room to put rooms to put everybody in. Uh, so the youth are in the smallest room in the building, uh, and I would advise not walking in there afterwards because it's probably a little bit sweaty and stinky. Um, so... So if you have missed it, there is a thing up here. The, so from the 22nd of October, we'll, we're not going to meet here. We're going to meet at Saxon Hall because there's more room all around. And it's... What did I say? Don't come here. Go to Manor School. Whatever I said. Whatever I just said. Don't go to the other place. Manor School. Yeah. Um, thank you, everybody. I'm glad you keep me in check. This is good. Um, and then one of our great thrills this year was to send 22 young people off to DTI. Vineyards uh, Summer Youth Festival. 
And whilst there, eight young people made a decision to follow Jesus, which is wonderful. Um, two of those, interestingly, two of those that came and made that decision were people that actually they haven't come from a church family. They've come from outside of the church. So it's wonderful that our own young people are making a commitment to Christ, and that is important. As, and I can tell you that as somebody who grew up in a Christian home, that you have to make your own decision at some point. Um, but the two that came from outside of our community is wonderful. And I have a very quick testimony that I've been sent by the youths. So this, this is uh, Alicia. At DTI, this year, I was able to experience so many things. We all got the ex- to experience the Holy Spirit. I witnessed amazing healing, and we saw many of our youth give their lives to Jesus this year. It was incredible to see how our youth changed during their week at DTI. Every single one of us was different uh, because we were around so many young people from different backgrounds, but at the same time, we're all the same. It let a lot of us know that we weren't the only ones that we weren't alone in our faith and that there are people across the UK and the world who are going through all the same things that we are going through. This helped a lot of us because, sorry, this helped a lot of us to be more open with our faith in our schools and workplaces. I think for me, this was one of the most significant moments at DTI uh, when Carrie gave me a prophecy. It was about a very personal family situation that Carrie didn't know much about but talked to me as if she was in my own mind, talking about the way I felt. Uh, and uh, This is where I can't... What does it say? Talking about the way I felt in that time, okay, uh, which only myself and my family know about. I experienced D- DTI this year in a very different way to how I have in the past, uh, partly because I was one of the oldest members of the group, though that wasn't a bad thing at all. It meant that I would... Uh, watch, I could watch my friends who had never been to DTI before access God in a way that they had never been able to before. This was amazing to see. Uh, she then quoted a song that we sing here regularly on a Sunday. I see a generation coming on the clouds with fire and the whole earth shakes. Uh, and this is a verse from a song that we sing, both because it's personal to my worship journey, um, but throughout DTI we are told that there are a generation that are going to cause change and believe our youth have the ability to do that. Uh, and it's thanks to the church and DTI and other youth and the youth leaders. So, so yeah, thank, and to say thank you to the youth leaders, you guys who camped in a field for five days with, uh, for some days, very grouchy teenagers. We were very grateful. I'm very grateful that I didn't have to do it. Uh, <laughs> um, but also thank you because in the background of all of the practical stuff of DTI, we had about £1,400 worth of sponsorship for our young people to go. Uh, but we also then, as a church, we took in April um, an offering to DTI Central Pop, and the church gave here gave £7,500, which uh, I blew my socks off that we gave £7,500. Um, and then outreach-wise with kids and youth, we think, and this is a guess, this is my best guess, Dick, you might have a bit more clarity on this, I think we have probably shared the gospel with 720 students at Manor School over the year. Um, the beauty of going into the classes and using this, the stuff that Seuss to give us to do that is in just about every lesson there is a, a clear invitation to the gospel. And the school don't bat an eyelid. Um, uh, and beyond Manor, some of us have been going into Prince William and other places and joining in what Seuss to do in the, the region, which has been wonderful. Uh, at Manor School now, there is on every Friday, there is a culture and ethics club. Now, for those of you who 
like me, wonder what on earth culture and ethics is. We used to call that RE, religious education. It's now culture and ethics, same thing. It's got a different name. Um, and really, just out, out of relationship with one of the teachers, there's now a lunchtime club every Friday with somewhere in the region of 24 and 25 young people that come just to explore the meaning of life. And just to say, I am always impressed with how much that generation are asking questions of God. This last week, uh, last week? Or the week before? No, this week. This week, one of the questions from one of the students was, do you think the first trumpet has sounded? And I thought, who has been studying master's level theology? <laughs> but it shows you this, that young people are asking questions. They're seeing the stuff around them happening in the world, and they're asking questions that I never thought I'd have to ramble together an answer for in a year 10 culture and ethics lesson, to be honest. Uh, I said, I said... So when you go in, you have to be aware that you're representing all of Christianity, which is a joy, I tell you. Um, so here's what I said. I said, everybody reads Revelation differently. Some people think the book was done and dusted in AD 70. Most Christians don't. But the book is about Jesus. And that's always my thing, just pointing to Jesus. Because... You know what, Christian, we will argue long and hard and squabble about Revelation. And it is all ahead of us. It is all ahead of us. And none of us have the answers fully yet. We all have our opinions and thoughts. And those are deep. In it. See, the rabbit hole has started. I'm digging. Can someone pass me a ladder to climb out of the Revelation rabbit hole? But here is the thing to a lot of those young people, is they are searching. And what does God say about himself? If you search for him, he is not hard to find. So, do pray. Um, Carolyn went into windmill school with, to, to do some Christians Against Poverty lessons as well. Um, outside of schools, we have done a few things. So we had 80 different children at the Summer Holiday Club. Um, I was going to put a picture of them all dressed as pirates, but I couldn't find it. All the leaders, sorry. Then we did an Easter session, and it just a, like a crafty type thing and games and stuff at the Methodist Church at Easter. There was 100 under 11s at that and 50 adults. And we gave away 92 eggs. The beauty of giving away those 92 Easter eggs is they've been given to us for free by Asda. Praise God. Um, we did a Christmas party prior to that. We had 70 kids in that and parents at that. And we had Father Christmas uh, do a wonderful job. Oh, yes. Don't tell the kids. Sorry. Don't. <clears throat> Just fine. Um, and all these things are really good to do. We want to engage our community. But our prayer is that, you know, we want to sow seed as liberally as we can. You know, the, the story of the parable of the sower, the sower isn't worried about, oh, is it going to fall on good soil, this soil, that just sow the seed. But our prayer would be that we would start to see fruit from that as well. Um, aside from our own efforts as well, uh, I know a number of folks have been partnering with Sister. Is Bex in here? Oh, yeah. Do you want to come back and just... Um, so as well as partnering with Seuster to go into schools, Seuster have started a whole bunch of youth work over in Thrapston. Um, so, yeah, like September last year, this, pretty much this time last year, I started working for Seuster. Um, and then in January, we opened our, drop, our first drop-in, and it was on a Friday after school. 
Um, and then now we've got two. We've got a Tuesday one as well. And a bunch of people from here, I can't see any of them. Billy is in there. We've got Tim and Maddie come along. Like, we've got a bunch of people. Ian comes along. Um, and you know what? It's amazing. Like, before the summer, we got to the point where we were kind of a bit overstretched. We got our Friday group was over 30 sometimes. And it was a lot of, we'd let the year sixes in on their final term just so they could kind of, as a help for their transition to, to high school, um, we don't call it here, that here, secondary school. I keep doing that and they're like, what are you on about? Um, and and do you know what? That was incredible. Like some of them have not come back yet, um, but I have seen them in school since. And they're like, oh, do you still do that thing that we came to? Yes, yes, we do. Um, but we've got a bunch of them that do and have now come to our kind of more faith-based group as well. I think we've had five new ones there. They were all, they're all kind of vaguely churched in terms of their families have some connection with church previously, those five. Um, but you know what? It's amazing to see they're starting to kind of really take that discipleship on for themselves. Um, but yeah, the drop-ins just, it's, it's wild sometimes and it's really good fun. Um, we get some quieter weeks and some more loud weeks. Um, got a whole variety of stuff um, that they can get involved in. It's just really good fun. Uh, we've kind of, sorry, numbers-wise, I'm not very good in the numbers, but we basically, we have kind of anywhere from 12 to 30 on a, any given day. And then we're starting to open up some more nights as well. Um, we've actually, I looked on our list this morning, we've actually got, I think, 67 young people have come over the course of the last, what, six months. Um, so yeah, like, please pray into it. Like, I see it growing. I see, I've got a massive vision for where it's going to go. Um, we've got a whole refurbishment of the building that I'm really excited to see happen. Um, but pray into it. Pray that, like, you know, there are lives changed through it. Like, I'm really excited about what it's, it's not just going to stop with dropping. Like, I want it to go further than that. Um, and if that's something you want to get involved in, also let me know, because that's amazing too. Um, but also praying to the volunteer side of things too would be awesome, because I need more. If we're going to open up more nights, I need more people um, who have a heart for young people. So yeah, praying to that too. Is that? Um, here, actually, our, our midweek youth has changed a little bit as well, uh, because we outgrew the, the midweek space. So uh, Friday nights now, youth is uh, an hour of dropping, and then there's half an hour with the option to stay on and just explore Jesus in faith. So do pray, because we, we're not putting a drop-in on for our youth, in a sense, if you know what I mean by that. Um, that is for the young people that um, we're engaging in other places, and for them to invite their friends, all that stuff. So over this last year, just a couple of other things that we have been involved in, just as a reminder, and I, this is... I always sit back and I have to go through the calendar of events and go, oh, we did that. That was good. There's been a lot of that this last 24 hours trying to figure this out. So at Christmas, we, did, we were involved in the Christmas gift shop, which was working with Rawns and Thrapston Food Bank to provide gifts just where families haven't got the money to provide them themselves. So we gave away uh, 86 gifts then. Um, on Christmas Day, we did uh, Nick and Teleola did something called Christmas Together, where they uh, hired Thrapston Baptist Church Christmas Day and just provided a meal um, for some folks there. Uh, we did carols at Lego Lounge, uh, which was fun. Uh, I don't think we're doing that this year because they haven't emailed me back. So clearly one of us did something to upset them. Uh, I don't know who, who it was or what happened. Yeah. Polly wasn't there, so it wasn't Polly. That's good. So um, we don't think that's happening this year. Who knows? In November, we did our last ladies' meal. By last, I mean the last one that we did 
the hope we need we're going to do another ladies meal at some point the joy now is trying to find space big enough for everybody which is great um, but that one in November there's about 55 women uh, and then in just at the beginning of the new year we did uh, 23 days of prayer and fasting for 2023 and we finished that with a feast on a Sunday which was one of my favorite things we've done is just come together not just because I like food uh, because it was just lovely to be together and have this I don't know what you call it banquet almost it was great um, and then l- lastly really Sundays uh, Sundays have been great last year I stood up with this like site this like uh, loads of pie charts and stuff we haven't really got that this year because there's almost not too much to show you because all it does is bounce along the top so we think my my working theory is we can't really get more than 140 people in this room. Now, we literally can, but people don't feel like there is space for them. And so what we've seen over the, really the entirety of this last year is just this bumping along the top where newcomers just don't feel like there is space for them. Hence, some of the stuff we're doing. It's obviously an encouragement, but uh, we can't sit still and do nothing. But what has been a real delight is to see an increase in diversity. So... This is my working list of some of the cultures that are represented, and there might be others. I apologise if I missed yours. Uh, So uh, people who are British from the Netherlands, Brazil, Sri Lanka, Tanzania, Zimbabwe, Nigeria, Ghana, Gambia, Egypt. They're all part of our community. Possibly others are part of our community. Which is wonderful. And I'm sure... And there is plenty of other stuff we've done as well. One of the things, and this is one of my favourite things that we do, actually, uh, is Karen. Do you want to come, Karen? Is, so Karen regularly goes with a group into Ron's Lodge uh, nursing home. Care home. I'm going to use the wrong language. Hi, yes. We feel very privileged to uh, do this work of God. Um, we went there, and there's regularly, I would say, in the region of 15 to 20 um, people, elderly people there. The home um, is primarily for people with dementia. And so um, I think we were a bit taken aback at the beginning at how noisy it could be. <laughs> and you're sort of raising your voice to try and get above it. But um, that has changed, actually. It's not as noisy as it used to be. But we go in um, with, you know, the old hymns, um, Bible readings, and just a short talk. And we had a gentleman um, at the very beginning, he's still with us, um, and uh, he, for the first few times we went to, <laughs> made himself very known, <laughs> and um, he rejected everything we told him, told, told us all very clearly that it was a pack of lies, and that he was a Muslim, and the only way to God was through Muhammad. So um, we had that little challenge, but um, I'm delighted to say that this last week we've had a harvest festival there, and um, it's, it was a pleasure for this gentleman to see this gentleman put his hand up when I asked for people who would identify themselves as Christian. And he very boldly put his hand up as well. And um, that was excellent. Um, But we do say, 
we do tell them the good news every time we're in. And this is good news as well that Cass is going to talk about. Yeah, it's, um, it's very easy to think, you know, all of these people, some of them are very severely ill with dementia. And it's very easy to go in and think, what's the point? They don't understand what you're saying. And, you know, are we wasting our time? And this week, as Karen said, we had a harvest festival and, um, and they were all really engaged in it. And then at the end, when it had all finished, there was one particular old gentleman who beckoned me over and he had this big beam on his face. And, uh, and, he said, and he just wanted to tell me how good he felt and he was happy and he just felt so good with life. And I looked at him and I said, is that because you've been singing the hymns and we've been praying and you've been hearing the Bible and, and Karen's talk, which I have to say was straight down the line. It was um, wheat and tares, heaven and hell, and she didn't pull her punches. She was very gentle and she was very kind in the way she said it, but she didn't pull her punches. And uh, if ever there was going to be a problem, you would have thought it might have been with that. But this gentleman just said to me, I am so happy. And I said, is that because you've been hearing about Jesus? And he said, he said, Jesus is here. He said, I can see him. He said, he's over there. And, and he had, I mean, he was so full of joy and his face was so bright. Now, I don't know what God was doing in him. I don't know whether he's known Jesus in the past or anything. But it just shows you. You go in and you keep telling them about Jesus and you keep preaching the gospel and you fill just an hour of their time once a month with singing hymns and praying and hearing the word of God. It starts to do something in their spirit, you know. And I've seen this before. I've been into other places and I've worked with other old folks who've got dementia, and to see the way God can just clear their understanding. It's like he gives them clarity of thought just for a short time so they can say yes to Jesus. And then you often see them just deteriorate, and a few months later they will die. It's like God just gives them that extra something. So, yeah, it's really worth going in, and it's really worth talking and getting to know these old folks. And it's wonderful, really, to, you know, we have all this work we do with the youth to have the privilege of going in once a month to the people who are right up at the end of their life is just so amazing. And I've got... Sorry, and I, um, Nicole is here. She's a member of the staff there. <laughs> I only just noticed you. Yeah, and I'd like to say that one of the joys as well is having the staff here in this as well. And um, Kelly, the activity coordinator who um, arranges for us to go into there, is um, listening every time and um, I believe that she's 
She's getting something, don't you, Dawn? Yes, yes. So um, we're just thankful to them. And the owner as well, who I know is a Hindu, um, he's delighted that we're in there. And it's really, really good. So thank you all for your prayers. Continue to pray. Continue to pray that when we go in, you know, that hearts are open and um, those minds that often are closed are open quite up as well. Thank you. So if I was to summarise the past year, actually my, my summary would be the same as the year prior, which would be that in everything that's happening, the Lord is our provision and he has provided. And I have, I have, no, you know, I have all the doubt in my ability. I have zero doubt in the Lord to provide. Does that make sense? I hope most of us are probably in that boat, I would imagine. But just as I was wrapping all this stuff up yesterday, I just had this real sense, for, not for, for us, but that in all that is going on and all that we are thankful for, there is the sense that the Lord is still just getting started. This passage has come up a few times this last week through different peoples. So this is Isaiah 43. These are, this will be familiar to many of us. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And I just wonder, what is the Lord's invitation to us corporately, individually? What is the Lord's invitation to us for the year ahead? And the, the, the other thing that the Lord said to me last night, he asked me this question. The question was this, have you got enough or would you like more? Um, can I tell you, my honest response was this sense of, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And he was like, no, shut up. Have you got enough, or would you like more? More of him. More of his kingdom come in our lives. A greater measure of the Spirit. More of the gifts of the Spirit. More of our families, our neighbours, our colleagues come into Christ. Maybe the more is... Just asking that the that actually the Lord would lift depression and anxiety and all that all the things that trouble us. The question to each one of us, I think, is is have we got enough or would we like more? And to be honest, so as a pastor, often pastors will come and get really excited and hype this moment up. A, uh, I'm not very good at that. B, it is in, entirely possible for you to turn around to the Lord and say no. And to pretend otherwise would be a lie. Maybe you don't know him at all. And I think the thing that he would want you to know this morning is 
that you are not in any way meaningless. You are made in his image. And for so many, the thing that is missing in life is that we are separated from him. And the longing of our heart, though we don't know it, is actually that we want to be back in relationship with God, in his presence, aware of him. So in a minute, I'm going to invite people to pray and respond in various ways. But if you are in that boat, then the way to open yourself back up to God is, is simple, though it is not cheap. And that would be to come to Jesus and just accept his invitation to follow him. And in that moment, all the sin, all the stuff that separates us from him is gone and is dealt with. But I think there is an opportunity for all of us to respond if we would like to. And one is just that sense of, have we got enough or would we like more? In fact, could I just encourage you to stand for a minute because that will make this less awkward for folks in a minute. Um, Have we got enough or would we like more? And I think if the answer to that for you is, yes, I would like more, Lord. Um, would be, just be to put your hands out in front of you. And here's what we're going to do. We're just going to wait for the Holy Spirit for a minute. And the reason I say to put your hands out in front of you is that's just a physical posture of your heart. Well, thanks so much for listening to this teaching from Nen Valley Vineyard. We pray it blesses you and produces good fruit in you. If we can connect to you or help you engage with our community, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us via our website, which is nenvalley.church.